Welcome back, creeps. Merry... Oh, actually, happy post-Thanksgiving. Or just happy nothing to our <laughs> listeners outside of America. I can't remember whether we said happy Thanksgiving or not last week. Um, I think we said happy whatever you're celebrating. That's cool. I'm very... Uh, I never really know what's going on in the week ahead. Mm. Until like a couple of days before, so I probably forgot last week. December is coming. December is coming. Anyway, how was your week? It was really good. It went by so fast. I was off for the past four days. Yeah. That was fucking nice. Yeah, me too, I think. It felt like an actual weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't I feel like uh I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, I can see why we would be exhausted because four days was just enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like I was able to do stuff, you know, around the house. Yeah. And rest and have a social life. Yeah, we squeezed a lot in, I feel mm -hmm. like. Well, you definitely did. You went to see a show and everything. Yeah. So yesterday, if you guys want to know what show he's talking about, I went to go see She Wants Revenge and Twin Tribes. Um, didn't go there for Twin Tribes, just discovered them yesterday. They sound like, um, they sound like The Cure. So that was pretty cool. And who and, were, like, She Wants Revenge? I had never heard of them before. It's a two-man band. They've been, they were around for years and then they broke up or took a break. Yeah. And, uh, kind of like Rachel and Ross, they took a break. And, um, yeah, like, I thought they were done making music together. And then uh, one of my coworkers was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see them on Saturday. And so I was like, well, fuck. No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me they were touring. So I was like, well, fuck. Well, like, were they just like a small Houston group or what? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Everybody. That was the impression I got. because No. So apparently they've, they've been around. They've been doing music for a while. And... They kind of sound like Interpol, where it's like kind of like storytelling, right? But right. with music, and I think they got back into the public eye. I don't know how much in the public eye they were before this, but they got into the public eye um, recently because, from what I understand, one of their songs was used in American Horror Story. Ah, mm -hmm. okay, that makes kind of like the whole like uh, Stranger Things, Kate Bush thing. Yeah, or the Stranger Things Metallica thing. Yeah. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. So when um, I didn't expect such a turnout, like a big turnout, because yeah. I was like, oh, a lot of these people probably are here for Twin Tribes. But when they started playing, like I didn't see a lot of people like into it. People went crazy for She Wants Revenge. And I saw like it was a lot of younger people. Oh, oh so yeah, that makes sense. I figured that thing. was why. Yeah. Yeah, I felt really old. A few weeks ago, when we had that uh, new guy for who only lasted like a week, and I just had Metallica on in the background, and he turned around, he's like, "Oh, this is that song from Stranger Things, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's where I know it from." <laughs> um, but yeah, I downloaded Shutter. This is what we meant to talk about. I downloaded Shutter the other day because my boss was out of town on Wednesday, so I had the place to myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to like watch movies while I work. So I like literally had all the lights and all turned off in the place. Ooh. Yeah, and I watched. I bet that was scary with with your resident spider living there and everything. It's fine. I haven't seen the spider or the lizard, actually. Um, and like odd things have happened in that building, mm -hmm. which was weird. But mm -hmm. that was before the last the girl left previous so i actually think whatever it was was to do with her mm. but that's neither here nor there it's fine it's just that you hear like the other residents from the other offices making noise and we deal with like old machines so there's lots of like clicking and mm. so i'm just like constantly thinking there's somebody coming in anyway i watched um one movie was called the witch in the window i think and it was really good kind of cheesy but like i like cheesy yeah all the good horror movies are really, but no, it was really, really enjoyable. Yeah, see, that's I, I like cheesy in my horror. I sometimes I do. 
lately I've just been accepting it because I haven't actually watched the whole lot anyway. Mm. But no, I I did I did quite enjoy that. There was one bit in it that I really wasn't expecting, and I was standing there like going through this person's old scrapbook, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you flung it all in the air during the jump scare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. No, and tell the, him about that movie that we watched. I thought it was scary. Adam wasn't that convinced. I thought, me and the girls, we thought it was terrifying. It's this, it's on Shudder. It's an Argentinian flick. It's called... Oh, Ater- no, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, well, it's called Aterrados, A-T-T-E-R-A-D-O-S. If you have Shudder, check it out. Scare the shit out of me <laughs> and the girls. We had like a little horror movie sleepover we were planning on a christmas sleepover where we like bake and watch old christmas cartoons like the rudolph the reindeer rain that rudolph (laughs) the red-nosed reindeer claymation and all that stuff uh and like the charlie brown christmas and um and play christmas music but isaac had i had already booked a play date with his friend so yeah. we made it a scary movie night because Isaac hates scary movies. And well, he, he likes to pretend. As well. Yeah, right. he likes to pretend he likes them, but then when it starts getting real, yeah, he all of a sudden doesn't. Yeah, but no, yeah, we watched. So uh, what was it? Aterrados. Aterrados. Aterrado. Aterrados. <laughs> Aterrados. Okay, Tex Avery. <laughs> so yeah, there was that one, and then what did we watch before that? So. Thanks to our good friend, oh, yeah. Kirsten. Kirsten, yeah. Because, yeah, we, I reached out to her actually as well. Um, when I got Shudder, because her and her Isaac are like the kings of horror, king and queen of horror movies. Um, and they recommended... Uh, Dark and the no, Yeah, but Dark and the Wicked to me, which I watched. It's kind of like... Um, What's it like? It's kind of like hereditary vibes. And because I was working, I couldn't devote like 100% to it. Uh-huh. But it was messed up. Oh. Like it was weird and had me on edge, even though I didn't know what was really going on. Stuff like that. But yeah, then we watched Deadstream with the girls here on Friday night. That was fun. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was It's a, It was one of those fun horror movies. Yeah, that actually made me jump as well. Cause yeah. Like, but yeah, the, the concept is like this dude gets, this streamer dude gets cancelled or whatever. We never really find out why, kind of hints at it. He did, a, no, we did. He did like a lot of fucked up like stunts, like he paid a homeless man to fight him and the homeless oh. man was actually sick. So he ended up in the hospital and apparently he had done like some, ra- he had said, oh, that's right. He paid someone to smuggle him into the US and so oh, yeah. like they were telling him that he was being insensitive about immigration right, and stuff right. like that. But obviously like this movie is like fictional. It's yeah. not like based on true story or anything. Anyway, in a an effort to like redeem himself and get uncancelled, uh he says he's gonna go and spend the night in the haunted house, he's gonna lock himself in there and obviously terror ensues. But it was like just the right amount of funny and actually really scary so yeah it was a great movie yeah i enjoyed it so how are you feeling now after like two solid weeks of magic mind i will say this i am recently well not recently but i want to say for like the past maybe two and a half months i've been on a health kick and i'm going to the gym twice a week jogging three times a week, like trying to build myself up for three miles, which I've, I'm proud to say I did that, what, the day before yesterday? I achieved my three-mile mark, um, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, which I thought was impossible with my messed up knee and my messed up ankle. But I'll tell you what, if you're thinking about running, definitely go to the gym and lift weights because that really helps your stamina and protects your joints from injury. I will absolutely 100% attest to that. All that to say, I lead a a fairly healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Like I don't drink. I don't smoke. I drink one cup of coffee a day. I'm not into energy drinks too much. So this 
Magic Mind. I enjoyed taking it in the mornings, just knowing that I was doing something good for my body. The the one noticeable difference that I experienced was the sleep. Yeah, so you did notice a big difference. I did notice uh, a difference in my sleep because I feel like I'm getting quality sleep, whereas before um, my sleep was plagued with a lot of dreams that i mean i still have yeah that's true i still have dreams now but they don't leave me where like worn out when i wake up like i just it's not a big deal to me like i can dream all night long and i'll still wake up rested so that is a notice that is the one noticeable difference to me yeah because like i'm pretty sure you've shared some of your dreams on here and they are messed up or they can be messed up and you actually enjoy taking it in the morning though yeah, I did. I I don't know, like it's, it's it just feels good knowing that I'm taking an additional step towards like I guess self-care. Yeah. Because like I probably already told you like I'm huge on like trying to improve myself so I could be the most efficient self. Like I I go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Recently I've gone through like a stint where I'm just not present, so a lot of stuff was happening to me, like making dumb mistakes basically because yeah. I was just not thinking about what I'm doing at the moment and I was only I was always focusing on what I'm going to do next, therefore it yielded a lot of mistakes. Um But now your focus is a lot more on point like Well, I'm trying to yeah, so like I'm also coupling this with meditation. Mhm. Because I also I find that also helps me. So it's basically just a part of your daily routine now, Magic Mind. Basically, it doesn't, It it's like a, I mean, it, it's what it is. It's a supplement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how you're treating it, like um, right. almost like another vitamin or Yeah, I'm not, like correct. I'm not like leaning into it yeah, for it to just, do things for me. Like I'm still putting forth the effort on yeah. my own. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... I just like reading the list of uh, ingredients on it and seeing like the actual individual benefits mm-hmm. that's supposed to be. So like now I'm trying to link up with what, what I'm you're saying, saying with what the but list it's, says. It's oh. the one that, that one that I still can't. I should probably Google it. But the Bacopo Monieri, the nootropic that improves your attention span, your ability to process and learn new information and your memory. So like that obviously is where the focus stuff comes in, right? Well, not just that, but I would imagine that has a lot to do with the quality of sleep because you retain things a lot better if you're rested. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. And then there's some something else called Rhodiola rosea, which is more, it's basically just all nootropics and mushrooms. Sick. Pretty much. And then there's like uh, matcha and ashwagandha, which we like anyway. But yeah. Oh, and then here, the... Cordyceps mushrooms are an adaptogen that reduces inflammation, strengthens your immune system, and supports higher energy level. So that would be helping with your running as well. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, if you guys want to go and check this out before we just sit here talking about it for the rest of the podcast, (laughs) definitely go and check out the website www.magicmind.co forward slash creep and make sure to use our code creep20 to get your 40% off your subscription. And again, we recommend getting the subscription because you're going to save more money and it comes in like a nice handy dandy little box as well. Yeah. Just sits in the fridge. uh Uh-huh. Like that, the way that it's packaged, I also wanted to uh, mention that, the way that it comes in a box and we have it in the fridge, it's so fucking easy for me to just grab one and put it in my pocket and then go to work. Yeah. And as well, like any other like supplement or anything, the more consistently you take it, mm-hmm. the more work it actually does. So that's a, another reason why we recommend the subscription. So yeah, www.magicmind.co forward slash creep. And the discount code is creep20. Do it. I'll leave the link in the description below. All right. Give us a tarot card before we start reading these beautiful stories. Okay. All right. So the tarot card of the day is the two of cups. Today's message. Today, spend time doing something or being with someone that you love and feel deeply connected to. The time and devotion you put into this project or relationship will fill you with joy and inner strength. That's funny. 
I'm sitting here with you doing this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, because watching The Office all day, which is actually what we've been doing, <laughs> I feel like there's not much of a benefit in that other than the relaxation thing. I love it because I get to cuddle with you. I know, I know. There's just, it's I the d- only time that you can be still like without like a laptop in your hands. This is true. I'm also planning on getting a new iPad to increase productivity for the podcast. That's <laughs> what I'm going to tell myself and you know i think the cats notice too because like that's the whole reason like when you lay down and you watch the office in bed we all come to you in like droves like it's me and the two (laughs) cats just following behind and we all just kind of just cuddle in bed that's true it gets pretty hot (laughs) (laughs) and as well actually right before we start i do just want to mention i promise we're going to start now in a minute um but thanks to all the people who have subscribed to our Patreon. Uh, we've got some new ones on there. Devin, Stephanie, uh, Marie donated to our coffee. Oh, she got us the coffee. That's right. I saw that come through. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I, I forgot all about that thing. It's really nice, though, just to get like a, a little, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like randomly. Um, so there's all sorts of options out there if you do want to just help or whatever. We uh, we appreciate it if you enjoy the show. I think that's really cool because it's like they're literally, but I know it's spelled K O F I, but it's literally like you know when you meet someone that you like and you're like, hey, let me buy you a drink. Yeah, and actually, as well to steal something from Blind Boy, who we're also kind of obsessed with at the minute, Evany actually was another new Patreon, and we have a story from her as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, like if you enjoy listening to us and if you think like if we were all hanging out we don't drink but like if you would buy us a pint or a beer or a coffee or whatever then do it on here but anyway i just like that there's other options you don't have to sign up for like a monthly thing if you Mm -hmm. don't want to so there's Mm -hmm. patreon there's coffee there's whatever else is linked in there like i said our other friend jody donates through um i think directly through anchor oh nice yeah and like you can just choose whatever you want that's fine. Like we said before, it all goes back into basically books, um, like the new laptop that we had to buy. Any or kind accesses of... to articles, because sometimes those you have yeah. to buy a subscription to read the articles. Yeah, any kind of crap like that. Basically, anything you donate goes directly back into this. And it encourages us to keep to keep on going. So. It's, a, it's a nice incentive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's nice to uh, to be compensated for the work that you do. Yeah, it just you know helps feel appreciated, stuff like that. Anyway... On that note, I'll start off with uh, Ebony's story because I hope I'm saying that name right. Ebony, Avani? I think it's Ebony. So hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. But anyway, they sent a message the other day. We've been talking on Instagram anyway. But I'm really excited because they said, the new Dark Pictures anthologies is all about H.H. Holmes. I'm playing it with some friends and got to whip out a bunch of fun trivia facts thanks to... Your recent podcast. So, oh, nice. Flex yeah. on him. Flex I, that knowledge I am the on him. King of random facts. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I'm like helping other people doing that. Also, kind of hoping that was a little invitation because when I do eventually buy this game, I'm going to be hitting up Ebony to be like, Can I play with you and your friends? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say, It also reminded me that one of those friends had told me a pretty twisted story that I wanted to share. I'm not sure if it meets your needs for either of your podcasts, but thought you might appreciate it anyway. My best friend's mother, who we'll call Alison, has worked in the medical industry for most of her life. Long before my friend came along, Alison was dating an anatomist, and my understanding is he had some pretty interesting hobbies, including collecting unique pieces. Hmm, how vague. Yeah. How cryptic. (laughs) Well, somehow... Alison got her hands on one of the last actual human skeletons that was sold in Australia and thought it would make an excellent gift for her anatomist boyfriend. If you are curious, it is now very illegal to sell human remains. Working in the medical field definitely makes you less squeamish, so I guess a gift like this definitely came across as extremely cool and not super creepy. The anatomist was quite excited when he got the gift until he had a very good look at it. After a bit of investigation, he looked Alison dead in the eye and said, This skull doesn't belong to this body. What the fuck? Yeah. Someone just legoed it? (laughs) I guess. 
He then proceeded to show her how the connection between the skull and the spine couldn't possibly connect, and this, quote, human skeleton was actually two separate pieces of two separate people. Gotta wonder about the individuals quality checking human remains for resale. Clearly they didn't do a great job here. Alison and the anatomist did not remain together, but I don't believe it had anything to do with the Frankenstein skeleton she had gifted him. <laughs> She's still in the medical industry to this day, but to my knowledge has not gifted anyone else the bones of a stranger. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. I loved this story, actually. Like, what a fucking random thing. And it also, like, yeah, I know there's a grey area and I'm not saying I want to go out and buy, like, random skeletal remains or anything. Yeah. But, like, if I die, I'm donating my body to science. Yeah. And then whenever you guys get, like, the leftovers, like, just cremate them. And there's a very specific beach in Dublin that I want, like, my remains scattered over and whatever else. I honestly don't care what happens to my body, though. I think it's very cool. Like, if we had a real human skeleton here, like, as a decoration, I love that. I I have no qualms about that whatsoever. I do not think that there'd be any, like, ghosts attached to it or anything. Okay. I'm just like, oh, fuck it, it's dead now. It's just an empty vessel, right? Yeah, okay. That's my opinion. I feel quite strongly about that. I All had right. this whole inner monologue thing the other day when I read that. I was like... We need more human remains. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Your opinion is noted. Yeah. So also, if anybody wants to use my body as decoration for the right price, you know, hit me up. I thought you wanted to be on the beach. Yeah. But if like it means that my family get paid a good chunk of money, fucking do that instead. So if you want to sign up for our Patreon... That way the family can end <laughs> yeah, up having yeah. a good chunk of money when you're gone. Good segue. <laughs> yes, that's what I... <laughs> Do you have a story for us? Yes. Here's another story. And it reads like this. Angelica! <laughs> okay, I put the subject... <laughs> I put the name in the subject for Dulce so I can just send it through. This is why we need the iPad for the studio <laughs> so we sent, can just pass it back and forth. He sent it to me... In all caps, so that's why I yelled. Oh it. yeah, that was also an accident. <laughs> that's why I yelled. I just it. hit the I, the caps lock is right beside the A. <laughs> Sorry, Angelica. So I just Angelica. <laughs> I hope she heard that and thought someone was calling her. Oh God. <laughs> hello, hello. I don't know if you guys remember me. It's been a few months since my last email. But. Actually, we do. We definitely remember it. This is Ninja Pop-Tart. Oh. Yeah. Long time no see. Hey, Ninja Pop-Tart. Life happened, and can I just say, it kicked my ass. I recently talked to my father about our childhood home, the one with the man and all the other ghosts who were there. My dad is a Hispanic man, so he can be spiritual but is very stubborn about most things. Getting him to admit things like that, forget about it. I was in his backyard a few months ago as my children and his younger children were playing with one another. I don't know why I brought it up. I usually don't try to unless it's emailing you guys about it. But it hit me and I blurted out. Did you ever see the man with the hat at our old house? He was grilling at that moment and he stopped in his tracks. I thought he'd look at me and tell me, Miha, what are you even talking about? That's nonsense. And he'd make fun of me, and that would be that. But I wasn't ready for what he said. He put down what he was holding and turned to me. When I tell you, my dad is a very tan man with working in the sun most of his life. But when I looked at my dad in that moment, he looked ten shades lighter. Miha, you saw him? Did he touch you? Miha, did he place his hand on you? I looked at him, wide-eyed. I mean, yes, he terrorized me for my childhood. He frowned and hugged me tightly. This is odd because it's so out of character for my father. My dad 
has never been someone to hug anyone. He has a lot of trauma, and because of that, I as well have trauma from my mother and his unresolved trauma. He never hugged me, and he hasn't hugged me since this happened. I was in shock and kind of hugged him back. He pulled away from me and grabbed a beer. Mija, that house was evil. It was dark. I still have nightmares about that house. I waited for him to continue. This is what he had to say about our childhood home from his point of view. Warning, suicide, domestic violence, and overall violent things mentioned. My dad said as soon as we moved into this home, he felt angrier than he ever had before. He would have daily nightmares of hurting us all badly. When he was out of the house, his anger would go away. The first time he saw the man was the night right after I first saw him. He said he was standing at his doorway at 3 a.m. and he was just twitching lightly. My dad said he could feel dark energy and it felt like he couldn't breathe. He said that man would speak to him, but he never saw a face. The first night, the man told him, This family is mine now. I will have so much fun. He woke the next morning not feeling like he slept, like he was just knocked out from its energy. He said he was visited by the man every night. The man would tell him awful things, like he should kill us all, that he should kill himself. My dad mentioned one night he was cutting up ingredients for dinner, and the man appeared next to him. So close it felt like he was entering his body. The man told him how easily it would be to slice his daughter's neck. I was helping dad with dinner. I think I remember this night because I remember my dad snapping at me out of nowhere. My parents were always abusive, but I can tell when they would snap. This was when we were having a good moment, so it shocked me. My father yelled at me and told me to get to your fucking room and don't come out till I say dinner is done. I remember crying. He told me that it got so bad that he would drink even more than he usually did. He told me he tried to kill himself many times because he was afraid that the man would make him kill us. The worst time my dad had with the man was when he woke up in the middle of the night and this entity was over his body, choking him. He said he could hear him laughing at my dad, struggling against him. This entity told him, your daughter, mine, ruined her. So much sadness from her delicious. My dad panicked and somehow got to my room. He said when he opened the door to my room, it was pitch black. He turned the hallway light on and he could see me. I was sitting up in my bed, looking straight ahead. He said I was quietly crying. I wasn't moving. I wasn't making any noise. I wasn't even blinking. I just had tears streaming down my face. He rushed towards me and shook me. He said my body was rigid. He could not move me at all. I do not remember any of this. He said the only time I moved during that trance was when there were three bangs heard on the wall. He said I turned my head. He said it's like I looked right through him, like he wasn't even there, and looked at the doorway. The man was standing there, repeating, She's mine over and over and over, very fast. So fast, his words mushed together. My dad said it was like this. He started praying over me, and the man just laughed while repeating, she's mine. He said it felt like hours, but it was only three minutes from what the clock on my wall said. After those three minutes, he said I went limp and fell back into bed. He sat in my room until morning because he was so worried for me. He said I acted normal when I woke up, but he could tell I had no energy, which by that time, I never had energy in that house anymore. The violence with my parents toward one another and us children got worse and worse as time went on. 
He said it felt like someone was constantly egging them on to start a fight, even during the good moments. I asked my dad if he saw anyone else, the three other ghosts I saw in that house who tried to protect me. He shook his head no, but that he heard my brother talking to someone who sounded like a little boy. But by the time he went to his room, their voice had stopped. He also remembers one time when he was, trigger warning, hitting me after drinking too much because he had the man following him all day. He heard what he thought was an elderly woman yell at him to stop. Leave her be. Stop it. He was drunk and confused and looked around and couldn't see anyone. But when he looked at me, I was in the fetal position and he backed away from me quickly. He said he felt light energy around me and it made it difficult for him to breathe. So he yelled at me to go to my room. He says he has some more stories about the house, but they're all dark and he doesn't like thinking of them too often. On some lighter news, I had a dream of Miss Gemma a few days ago. She held me and told me how proud she was of me, and she told me she and the others were free. She said she's staying to watch over me, but the others went to where they need to be. That they were all happy. I really hope that's true. If it is, they all protected my brother and I as best as they could, and I'm forever thankful for them. I hope you guys are well. Yeah, and if you can't remember... So uh, Angelica has messaged us like a good few times, but I so often, in fact, that I thought we had just done one of her stories like a few weeks ago. I told her this, but it was actually last year. Holy shit. Yeah. Like so long ago. Anyway. um, So this house that she grew up in, she had like multiple different entities that were very interactive. Um, The man that she's referring to in this story, obviously being the scariest one. And then, like, Miss Gemma was the loving entity that, like, looked out for her and obviously is still looking out for her. But, uh, yeah, I th- so I think last April was the last time we actually read one of her stories. But anyway, go back and listen to the old titillating tales of True Terror because they're in there somewhere and it might kind of give you some closure on the whole thing. But, yeah, thanks so much, An- Angelica. And, yeah, obviously we didn't forget you. No. As soon as I saw it popping up, I was literally like, oh, it's her again. Yay. <laughs> A repeat offender. So this next story I included because I thought it was very interesting. It's like currently ongoing and I don't know that I believe it's all necessarily paranormal, but that's why I included it. So it's from Reddit user Reefers with a Z or Z. So this person has been having a few different experiences in their house. And a few days ago, they posted this one. Last night I was recording guitar in my studio. I heard someone moving about, but no one was there, so I just kept recording. A while later, my wife brought in our toddler. As usual, he strummed the acoustic guitar on its stand and caused the usual ruckus of unplugging my guitar cords. She took him and put him to bed. I bent down, plugged everything back in, and decided to go have a smoke. As I went through the house, I could hear them in the bedroom getting ready for bed. I'm outside for about 10 minutes and my wife comes out and says, Are you out here? I just saw you in the studio. I said, I've been out here for like 10 minutes. She says, I just walked through your studio and saw you bending down as I walked through to the garage and said, What are you doing down there? But when I came back through seconds later, you were gone. We have never had any paranormal activity in the 22 years we've lived in this house. It was odd for me to sense a presence earlier and for her to see me when I wasn't there. It gives me chills. And then a few days later, they posted this. That occurrence was the first weird thing in this home in the last 22 years. My wife and I both have had our fair share of really weird occurrences throughout our lives and are quick to tune in when something is off. We recently accepted a foster child, a 17-year-old, into our home. Recently being last Wednesday. The teen had visited our home and stayed weekends for for several weeks to allow time for adjustment. No strange occurrences during that time. Now, in the last week, just as a record of events, one, my, my wife walked right past me in my studio while I was actually outside. Two, 
Last night we hit the lights and we're settling into bed. And I thought she whispered to me. So I responded, what? And she said, did you hear that too? I didn't say anything, but I just heard a woman's voice. Hmm. Three, I awoke at 3.33 the other morning out of a dead sleep. I have never woken at 3.33. Usually it's 3.15, if at all. Four, two nights in a row, our toddler has awakened. Once scared, another night terrified. He has never woken up scared like this in a year and a half. Five, tonight our toddler woke up and his nightlight ceiling projector thing was on and playing music. My wife turned on the light a few hours before, but not the music. Six, this afternoon I was putting up Christmas lights and the new teen was helping. I plugged in several cords to a power strip in the garage that has worked for years. All cords and power strip worked fine. I climbed on the roof and asked her to plug in a brand new string of lights to test them. Nothing. No power. I climbed back down and checked the GFCI and the power strip was dead. It had just been working 10 minutes before. Totally dead. New power strip solved everything. So with nothing occurring in 22 years and all this activity, yeah, I'm starting to get a bit upset with with these new occurrences. It's one thing to have someone new in the house but a higher level of stress to feel like she brought something in. Things just aren't right. There's a lot of red flags here. So, I message this person. I message everybody that I, when I grab stories off Reddit, like if I'm doing just effing ghost stories or these, just to say, hey, I'm using your stuff, whatever. And then if they don't want me to, I can always remove it. No, like nobody's ever not wanted it. I also wasn't able to comment because I forgot that I've been banned from the paranormal subreddit for some reason. Ah, yes, that. Yeah. Anyway, the only other comment on there was like, this is not paranormal. This is all in your head. Snap out of it. Something along those lines. And while I do think a lot of it definitely is not paranormal, Mm -hmm. there was like some interesting stuff. Like, for example... The wife seeing the doppelganger in the studio. Yeah. That's fucking weird. The both of them hearing a random woman's voice. Like, it's one thing when you're going to sleep and you hear, like, someone screaming or whispering. That's the, what's it, hypnagogic and hypnopompic hallucinations. Sure. It's a common thing. <laughs> it, it happens to me quite a lot. Not recently, but it has happened to me quite a lot. Your brain just tricks you into, like, you're on high alert because you're slipping off into sleep. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden you'll hear, like, pots and pans, like, falling or some crap. But the fact that both of them heard that. Yeah, it's not just in his head. Yeah, definitely not. But the I woke at 3.33 the other morning out of a dead sleep. Firstly, I don't really believe in that anyway. Yeah. And second of all, now you're just thinking about it too much. Yeah, you're, it could be. You're on fucking guard. The kid waking up scared. Might be getting sick, but could play into it. But the kid waking up and the ceiling projector thingy now playing music all of a sudden when it wasn't before yeah that's creepy that is as an electrician you just needed a new power cord that's the only thing (laughs) that was wrong with your christmas lights like 100 percent diagnosable yeah that being said like you did just bring in a 17 year old young one and like not to get too creepy but like you have to be hyper vigilant when you bring in a new teenager or anything like that especially when you're fostering like unfortunately most of these kids if not all of them are from like really negative backgrounds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that brings along a lot of baggage so with the projector in the baby's bedroom like do you know that she didn't turn that on you know Uh or like why was the kid waking up scared was there something unusual happening yeah not necessarily paranormal. Yeah. Again, the random woman's voice mm-hmm. in your bedroom and the doppelganger, mm-hmm. totally fucked up. Yeah, it, it could be that, like, maybe you're right. Like, the if she brought anything in, it's probably just, you know, her negative, maybe some negative experiences. Yeah. That come with, like, you know, negativity, you know, yeah, like. Being through the shit. Yeah, basically. So if that maybe kicked up an already existing energy in your house, okay, 
but I'd, I'd wager that that's probably the most that she's brought in is just herself and her baggage. Yeah. That's and it. Like, I really hope that this person doesn't end up like turning around and saying like, oh, well, she brought this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean? I, I mean, that that's the only thing that I can think of. Um, I like that. I believe that's how energy is. Yeah, me too. You know, because if, part, yeah. if something is just like, like it, like say the energy in your house was like a river, and yeah. now there's like a stone placed in that river, the river's gonna split. It's not gonna stop moving. It's just gonna split. It's gonna cause an interruption. It's gonna cause like some sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah, a new development, a like, shift. Yeah. So I, if anything, I think that's what's probably happening. Um, what you probably could do to regain that, you know, momentum before is maybe just be supportive and maybe she won't carry a cloud over her anymore, you know? Yeah, like just keep with that welcoming energy. Like I'm right. sure that they already have been like they're Right. For the most part, I have every faith that people who foster children do it out of the goodness of their own heart. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm sure they're welcoming her in and trying to give her a normal life. So just let that happen. Yeah. Just, and everything just, should smooth over. Right. Just just continue doing that. And I'm sure it'll, everything will just right itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our professional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, I, that's, that's, that's how I would That's us knowing the bare it. bones of what's happening. Yeah. And it's actually funny because even mentioned it earlier on, like when I was freaked out or like that building that we're in in work, mm-hmm. like the one... There was there was a couple of things that had happened in our first couple of weeks that we moved into that place. Mm-hmm. One of them in particular was a water bottle was in my friend's handbag, which was open and it was lying on its side and all of a sudden just stood up as we were talking. And I was like, that was fucking weird. And the two of us both saw it happen. But I genuinely believe that that was that person. She had a chaotic energy about her. Yeah. If she ever listens to this. I'm not apologizing. I told her that to <laughs> her like, face. I like, said what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told her that to her. Like, she she had this, like, crazy energy with her. Some yeah. people just have that. Like, not, I don't mean crazy, crazy big. Anyway, talking rings around ourselves now. You have another story for us? Let's see. All right. So, trilling. This is from trilling. <laughs> are you good la- over there? Yeah, where are you laughing? It's just like, Trilling. This one's from Trillin. <laughs> this next one is actually from Reddit user Trilling underscore. Uh, what on earth or elsewhere is happening to me? Question. I'm not sure if this is allowed. I'm sorry. Question. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is allowed. If not, please delete. I just don't know what else to do. I guess I'll start at the beginning. I've always been interested in the paranormal. I, 20-year-old female, have always been inquisitive about it and like to have it disproven if possible. I'm a skeptic to a point where I can't explain, or at least I used to be. Around six or seven years ago, I started noticing weird things around my house. It started with sounds when no one was around. People out of the corner of my eye, things moving. This thing or things followed. Things moving. (laughs) You're so fucking mean to me. I can tell that you're tired because your accent's really coming out. Because the South has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry sorry. people out of the corner of my eye things moving you're a bitch (laughs) (laughs) shit it's funny this sentence is funny though people out of the corner of my eye things moving this thing or things followed (laughs) you know like it's a lot of things yeah yeah thing to thing 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 All right. This thing or things followed me. Shut up. Stop. Why are you laughing? Sorry. 
this thing or things followed me to two different houses. It fluctuated with intensity until one night, two years ago, we had just come back from the city to get the bulk of our groceries for the month. When my dad slammed on the brakes, he and I both watched as a dog-like creature slipped into the ditch and disappeared into the trees. Recanting the story later, he described it on its hind two legs as it started to cross the road. Where I saw it on all fours when it left the road. To this day, we don't know what it was. This alone scared me, but it wasn't until a month later when it started getting dangerous. It was very late again, and I was driving home with just my brother in my car. We had the windows down because my car was crap and my air conditioning was broke. Lol. (laughs) On a particularly flat stretch of the road, a loud cracking sound came from my door. I swerved slightly as it scared me from just the vibrations. The dent was just below the window. I'm not proud to say I sped home and locked the door to the house so fast. My brother and I was so freaked out and I cried with relief when my parents came home a little while later. Just for information, I was already going 45-ish down this road. So whatever hit my car had great aim and I really don't want to think about what would have happened if it had hit me. Our house security cameras had captured many ghost lights and other videos that were unexplainable. One particular sign would fall off the wall no matter what we would do to keep it on. Everyone started hearing things and people that weren't there, instruments mainly, but during our final months, I started hearing members of our family calling or talking in different rooms. This freaked me out the most because it seemed like I was being called to something that wasn't good. I was walking to my parents' room when I passed the open basement, and it sounded like my brother was talking to someone. But ha- and it sounded like my brother was talking to someone, but having a weird one-sided conversation. I found myself descending the stairs before my brother called from my parents' room. After moving away. Nothing has happened in the new house, and we aren't in the middle of nowhere anymore. We, however, have a house backed up to a very forested area. A week after we moved in, we were in the backyard installing a fence. When in the woods behind my house, we heard a slow howl that turned into a yell. It was so loud and primal that we quickly finished and went inside. Now I've noticed some knocking going on and things being misplaced. I'm afraid it's starting again. What do I do? I I don't know what 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 you do, honestly. Um just be positive and hope for the best. No, but I like these stories Mm -hmm. because not because ghosts don't scare me. Like, if the slightest thing was to happen in this room right now, I'd shit a brick. Mm-hmm. But you read so many stories where it's just the cup slid from one end of the table to the other. Mm-hmm. And we all saw it. Whereas these ones, like, in the woods that have, like, weird creatures. I also appreciate that, like, even though her dad said she saw the thing running on two legs, mm-hmm. or he did... She was like, no, I'm pretty sure it was like a four-legged thing, mm-hmm. like running. Um, But yeah, these are the ones that really give me the fucking, the willies. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If you, if you decide to do, if you, di- if you decide to go the spiritual route, you know, try to communicate with it or whatever, I suggest trying to give it, go, go. Be nice about it first, you know? And I'm only mentioning this because I want to say it was yesterday. Um, I follow this girl on Instagram and she was having an issue with a ghost in her house. And she's a witch. Self-proclaimed witch. That's why I'm calling her that. But this, the reason why she wanted it out the house yesterday was because 
this ghost was starting to affect the children that were in the house. So what she did was she did like a sort of offering to sort of like um, appease the spirit, appease the spirit. So it would be more receptive to her request for it to leave. Yeah. And then if it didn't take that offering, then, you know, then it was going to get a little more insistence. And yeah, she was going to go a little hardcore with it. But this actually worked for her. And I was reading in the comments because she was like documenting the whole process and like what she used and all that stuff. And one of the comments was like, I appreciate you putting this approach on your platform because a lot of people, including like paranormal investigators, you know, like they, they go in whole hog, like they want to go all aggressive with it. Come at me, ghost. Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, but they never, like, they, you hardly ever see someone take this approach. And it's true. I've never seen that. Yeah. But it, it's funny, though, you should say that, because literally just earlier on, I read a similar thing, like, and the person was saying, don't come, I can't remember which story, it might not have even been one of the stories you read, but I was looking through comments. And this person was saying, essentially the same thing, like, you know, this was probably a person at one point, and even if it wasn't, like if you just treat it with respect, it should listen and like, yeah. this activity should stop. And yeah, I'd be a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. That's what worked in my parents' house when shit got weird. So if you're interested in knowing what it, what she did, she just took a, a jar of local honey and she put in a, like a sprig of heather, which mm-hmm. is apparently like some like a herb or something. Yeah. And she put that inside the jar of honey, closed the jar, and she um, rolled this candle, this red candle, and herbs and oils that were for um, whatever her intentions were, basically. Yeah. And she melted the bottom of the candle so that it would stick on, to, on top of the jar of honey. And she placed this jar in whatever room she felt that the ghost was more active in and in this situation because it was in the kids room she put it in the nursery Mm -hmm. and she just prayed and and that was it you know and and it was gone right on Mm -hmm. yeah offerings gifts and just words of yeah she talked to it and then it just it just left Mm -hmm. and i did the same thing in my head i didn't give any offerings but like the only time I ever really had like consistent weird shit happening was in what is now my niece's room. And I was pretty sure it was just my family messing with me, mm. like dead family. I mean, yeah. And I just said, hey, like you, you're you more than welcome to be here. But like, this is my space. Yeah. Please don't come in here, especially when I'm sleeping. Yeah. And that was it. That was the end of it mm. in in that room for me. Mm. Anyway, spiritual solutions for spiritual problems. Yeah. You wouldn't take a gun to it. Exactly. Can't shoot a ghost. You can try. This next one is from Reddit user Patafa, I think. Patapa? Anyway, they say, This all happened back in 1985 and 1986, but these are things that my friend and I will never forget. I was working the summers at an old retreat in the North Carolina mountains with about 50 other young adults. It was great fun. While the place had lots of modern buildings, it was ruled over by a hulking white building built in 1912. I think it's important to note that most of the building is just an extension of the mountain itself. It was built using the trees from right where it stands as well as the rocks and the boulders used for the foundation. It's three stories but really five counting the basement and the attic full of bats. It was great watching the bats pour out of there every night. The front of the building is an enormous portico with white columns stretching up all three stories. That porch is full of rocking chairs from which you can see a majestic view of the Smoky Mountains. But the back of that building is where we worked. The back of the building was hugged by two large wings forming a U-shape back there. We entered our housekeeping facilities via a fire escape that stretched straight up to the second floor 
at the rear entrance, a single green metal door. That door was one I knew well. Housekeeping was my department for three summers, and even though this was now just the end of the first summer, I was well acquainted with it. It was big, green, metallic and heavy as shit, with a pull on the outside and a bar to push on the inside to open it. It did not stay open. In fact, fire regulations require it to stay closed at all times and it was engineered to shut automatically. So of course, during the summer with no air conditioning in the building, we kept it propped open with a full bucket of water during the day. Regulations be damned. Yeah, fuck those regulations. (laughs) Sorry this is long, but I feel like all this information is important. A few nights before we all left, we were cleaning our dorms and trying to turn it into a party when we all ran out of cleaning supplies. So around 9 o'clock at night, my best friend and I drove our lazy asses down to the back of the building. It was only a short distance, but there was a very steep incline that we didn't want to walk back up. I parked my car right in front of these stairs and we got out. At this point, we both began to feel odd. The air was still and stuffy and I felt positively enveloped by this building, standing in the middle with those massive wings rising around us. The building was completely dark, and since we had been shutting it down for winter, it was already locked up tight. My friend had been with me earlier in the day when I had locked that door, the one at the top of the stairs. As we climbed the stairs, I felt positively oppressed and had to stop. My friend did too. I told him I was scared, and he admitted the same. I had never felt scared of this building before, and I had spent plenty of time in there alone, exploring the basement and attic. We pressed slowly forward again, and a few steps up, I literally felt an icy chill run down my spine. I know it's a stupid cliche, but I've never felt anything like it before or since. Like someone pressed an icicle down the length of my spine. Finally, We reached to the top of the stairs and the instant I put my foot on the top landing, that freaking door swung open, wide open, and stood there waiting for us, revealing the short entranceway bathed in the red light of the exit sign. It wanted us in there and we both felt it, but it did not feel welcoming at all. In fact, I've never been more scared of anything in my life. I get freaked out about it even now, 37 years later. We both just stood there completely stunned for what felt like minutes before I completely freaked out, started screaming incoherently and scrambled down the steps, jumping way too many on the way down. We both ran up the steep incline, yelling and screaming, leaving my car behind. Everyone came down and searched the building with us. It was empty, of course, and the door was shut fast and locked when we got back. No one could have pushed that door open and run away without us hearing them. The floors squeaked when you walked on them, and someone running would have been very loud. I've looked at this from every angle I can think of, but I still have no explanation for what happened. I worked there for three more summers in that building, and have more stories if you're interested. My friend stayed to work through the winter one year, and saw the hat man in the same building. Ooh, hat man's never good. I messaged Patofa. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, man. I can't. I don't know what that word is supposed to be. And I was like, "Oh, what is the name of the, like, the place where you were?" And they said it's called Blue Ridge Assembly in Black Mountain, North Carolina. The building itself is called Eureka Hall, but at that time it was called Lee Hall after Robert E. Lee. They said like they weren't trying to be like hide the name or anything. They just didn't think it was important, and I was just being nosy. So yeah, that's the name of the place and you can look it up. But they sent me two pictures of the building and a special treat at the end. So this is the building. Hmm. And it's just, a, it's just a big like white building. And then they sent a picture of their cat. Oh, No reason. Kitty cat. Just sent us a nice picture of the cat. Kitty so I will cat. post all three of these pictures <laughs> uh, when we... Or, yeah, as soon as I'm done editing, basically. How'd you know we wanted to see your cat? I know. I was like, (laughs) nice. I do have more stories that I picked out. I think we're going to have to leave them for next time. 
Okay. Because we are out of time. Yes. This never usually happens. Us. No. It's a good complaint, though. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, hope you guys all enjoyed. Don't forget to send us your own personal stories if you want to. If you want them to be read out, you can also send voice memos, like anything like that. That'd be cool. We haven't had one of them in the longest time, actually. Um. And yeah, I know I said I was going to put out a TikTok about the like last little nugget from H.H. Holmes. And I didn't because it was just a, it was a really lazy week, actually. Mm. But it is coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I'll post that on Instagram as well when it's finally done. Thank you to everybody who contributed stories. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. I'll, I'll give Porkchop a, a hug for you guys. Yeah. She likes hugs. <laughs> Don't forget to check out magicmind.co forward slash creep and use our code creep20. And uh, yeah, just have a fucking great week, everybody. All right. Yeah. If you don't have a good week, let me know. I'll sort it out. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>